The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Situation for the Colts. Third and six. That is complete. T.Y. Hilton across the field to the end zone for the touchdown. This time, keeping it around the right side to the end zone. Deshaun Watson, his third rushing touchdown of the season. to the outside for the touchdown. You just have to account for him every single snap. Going for it on fourth and four here. Rivers on the blitz. Wide open. He's got his man on the side. That is Taylor. Taylor down the sideline for the touchdown. David Johnson, the deep back behind Watson. Now alongside. He will get the football and work his way to the end zone for the touchdown. Be smart here. You cannot have a a mistake in this part of the field. Watson to go down in the end zone. Justin Houston. And we've seen a couple of defensive stands here today. That's Loose ball on the ground. Covered by the Colts. Anthony Walker picked up the loose football. It hurts. I'm tired of losing. Um... Being so close over the years is just, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's tough. I mean, all of them are, are, are tough. I mean, it's just, when you when you get to a point where you're not, as a as a, as a player over my, my career, even back, you know, literally, you haven't lost as many games. I mean, it's, it's tough to handle. You try to hold so much weight on your shoulders where it just becomes a breaking point. And, um you know, like I like I always preach, my standard is, is trying to be legendary, and I'm working towards it. And it's not only on on Nick. You know, I should have caught the ball. That's because I hold my myself up, you know, to that legendary standard. So I should have made that catch on that snap. You know, I just felt like I was just disappointed in for the whole city. You know, I mean, honestly, that's why I was sitting on the bench, and that's why I was because we were so close, and we've been so close these last four years since I've been here. Where we just can't, for some reason, haven't got over that, that stepping stool. And But one day we will, for sure. I promise you that. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, that stepping stool is really tough to get over. But hey, you know what? Some of us weren't all that unhappy that the Colts covered three and a half. Hey, let's do this. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate, Braveheart, Aaron Raybould, The Voldemort. If you want to get in today... 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. You know the number for that. It's a Monday. Hopefully you guys are in a decent mood. If not, too bad going on Hoffman sports and stuff what's going on with you man how's your betting this weekend 
Uh, it went okay. It could it could have been legendary. Yesterday wasn't great for me. Um, I was the exact opposite. I was horrible on Saturday to the tune of 0-4. I hit the Seahawks under um, yesterday. And, yeah, things did. I, I, uh, Georgetown, the, those disgusting pigs hit a three-pointer at, at the buzzer oh. to cut it from 12 to 9 on an 11-point spread. They Like, what are you doing? Just take your L. Uh, but Saturday was was very very kind to me. Um, my my biggest bet of the college football season was LSU team total under nineteen and a half. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get it. It it was eighteen and a half on the side I was playing, and I wound up chickening out. So. Well, I, I I'll be honest. I got a little lucky. I I probably got a little lucky, but it cashed. Uh, I also I made a pretty healthy bet on LSU or uh, Alabama minus seven first quarter. Um, I tweeted uh, kind of a diatribe about about that play out before the game, <laughs> and of course, when I put it out, I put Alabama minus seven first half, not first quarter. I was like, you idiot! They're minus seventeen first half. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I made a mistake. All right, I can't edit my tweet. But I was just thinking, you know, imagine being a, a freshman quarterback whose best wide receiver just left. That that ten of the twenty three LSU touchdowns going into last week walked out the door. Yeah, that sucks. So and that guy twenty three ain't a big number. No, it's not. <laughs> but ten of twenty three is a huge number. So now imagine you you lose that guy. And then you get on the field, and it's the first time you've been on the field against Alabama, and they've got six or seven, you know, at least six or seven NFL players on their defense. Imagine what the first quarter of that game would feel. It's got to feel like everything's just a whirlwind. These guys are awful big and fast. Yes. (laughs) And sure enough, it it worked out. So uh, (laughs) it was uh, – that that game did me right. I – College was did not do me right Saturday, and I took a lot of grief over BYU. And everybody seems to forget that I've given them coastal nine weeks in a row. Yeah, and it's the first time I've gone against them, but that's okay. Uh, against the family, and uh, yeah, so I would lo- I'd love to say, hey, nice nice job to the texter guy, except he was such a horrible human being that I hope he loses everything else the rest <laughs> of his life. It happens, uh, but no, yeah, that that one and. Uh, I had a, a big bet on Okie State. That that looked really good early. You know, Not so good at the end. I, I kept saying, stop the count, stop the count, and it didn't work. You know what game I lost on on Saturday? I, I, I lost two bets on Saturday, football bets. I lost the, uh, the, team, the total under on Alabama LSU. I played it smaller. I was like, and I, I think I literally wrote up, because I could see Alabama putting up 55 yeah, here, so I don't yeah. want all of this, but I want some of it. But uh, the one, the the game that I lost was uh, Marshall minus twenty two and a half. Um, add that one to my list too. Yeah. <laughs> Check. Oh, what a! I mean, how do you lose like that to? I mean, they weren't even in the game. To backup quarterbacks. I mean, what is happening? I can't, I can't here? wait to talk to Taylor about that on Thursday. Because one of the craziest results ever. Yeah, and I mean, just it never changed. It's like Rice got out to like a ten zero lead. And then they just ran off and hit. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's kind of funny. It's like the BYU game when it was clear they weren't going to cover. I was rooting for Coastal. It's kind of like once 
It's clear Rice is uh, definitely going to cover. I was rooting for them to win. Yes. Oh, for sure. So, uh, but yesterday was much better. And um, as much as I'd love to sit here and say how horrible Nick Martin is, uh, that that guaranteed Save the cover. Some dough. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had Colts minus three and a half. Well, I didn't and bet boy, on I this was, game. I was I can... sweating the hook big time because it looked like it was going to come down to it. Yeah, I didn't bet the game, so I can say it. Nick Martin's horrible. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. Uh, so, more horrible of the overpaid Bill O'Brien guys, Nick Martin or Whitney Merciless, whose name only got called yesterday. Or Kaimi Fairbairn, right? Uh, yeah, well, he missed a field goal, uh-huh. but at least he made a field goal. Okay. All so, right. I mean, he and he made his extra points, but the... Uh, Whitney Merciless' name got called one time yesterday, and it was, oh, look at how badly he was blocked on this play. Yeah. You see how many tackles he had? Zero, right? Same as the three of us. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's just, what the hell with that guy? He, does, does he just not? I mean, how do you not have a tackle in an NFL game, especially when they're throwing all over you in the first half? I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Um it was a it was a bad look for a lot of guys. A lot of Bill O'Brien's overpaid guys. I think we can we can add Eric Murray's name to that list too. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Bill O'Brien pet that that didn't have a great day yesterday. But um, yeah, it, there was a. It, it's funny because watching that game. I mean, it was nice to see him hang with a team that. I mean, I don't think any of us consider you know an elite uh, AFC team, but it's. It's the they're level a playoff team. They're a playoff team. It's the level that I, I think the Texans kind of wish they could be at. That's where they usually they have been the last few yeah. years, that middle tier. And, yeah, I, I thought it was a strange game, though. The first half, nobody could stop anybody. Yeah. And then the second half, both teams made really good adjustments, and the defense has played very well. I do think the Colts have a really good defense. And, and the, the Texans' defense did a nice job in the second half. And then you get the drive, and you're like, oh, man, this is one where maybe Deshaun Watson works his magic. Eh, not so much. I also think there was some times, and, and did it feel to you like, like Bill O'Brien was still at the helm at the end of the first half, like with the way that clock got managed to, to end the half, and then they kicked the field goal on third down with like eight seconds right, You left. know what? It did, but I'll, I'll give Romeo credit. When they ask him about it in the post game. he actually says, you know, maybe I shouldn't have iced the kicker so we'd have had that extra time out. You know, if I had to do over again, maybe I'd do it that way. At least he recognizes it. If, Bill, Bill it, O'Brien. But if the clock is stopped with eight seconds left and you don't have a timeout, don't you feel comfortable running at least one play with eight seconds left, something to the end zone? And if it's not there, you trust your quarterback to throw it out of the back of the end zone? I do, but... Uh, I feel like everybody does. I mean, you, you basically have six seconds there. Yeah. And you can get a playoff in six seconds. You can get a throw into the end zone. What you're worried about is, do you try to force it? Does it get picked? Because they know it's coming, too. But uh, I, I, I would have taken one more shot. You could tell Watson wanted to take one more shot. Yeah. But, you know, it, and all those things at the end, to me, it really didn't matter. Even if you make the field goal that you missed and you're only down three, you're still going to have that fumble and you're not going to get to kick a field yeah. goal to tie the game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Nick Martin's not been a good player for this team. That's, listen, I get that you can't block. I get it. You know, you're you're paid to block, but you can't. But it, you you can at least snap the damn ball. And that I mean, shame bell for that dude. That's just embarrassing. 
And some, somebody said I had the under 50 and a half, so I love Nick Martin. I'm curious your thoughts on, well, I guess, you know what, we'll take a break. And then on the other side, I want to get into your thoughts on Deshaun's game and how you think he played overall. Okay. Uh, I have some thoughts on that. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz and uh, continue with a little Texans talk here since, hey, it was cute. They were close. But that's, you know, you were asking me how I thought Deshaun played yesterday. And frankly, I I think, you know, if you just look at his passing numbers in terms of completions, attempts, and yards, like, boy, he played well. I thought it was his... Worst game in a while. I thought so, too. And and especially in the second half. Now, a lot of that might have been on the receivers, but I, I don't know how you can really say that when, you know, Kuti has a huge day. Chad Hansen has over 100 yards. Yeah. And most of the passes he was missing uh, weren't to those guys. The, the, the tight ends were pretty invisible. So, I, I, I mean, maybe the timing was off a little bit, but especially in the second half where he fumbled a ball that they didn't, lose because the offensive line yep. got it he threw the pick which i know patrick creighton doesn't think was a pick but i think it was a pick he got the, he gave up the safety he made he made losing plays for him which he hasn't been doing i thought this is the the worst game he played since the baltimore game yeah i think i would agree with like that. Go, you're going way back in the year I, like there every other game i found like some some positives and like Again, like the Pittsburgh game, he threw for more. He threw for more yards yesterday than he did in the Pittsburgh game. I don't think he broke three hundred in that game, but I still felt like he did some things. He gave, he gave him a chance to win. Yeah, I, I think yesterday he made some mistakes that wound up costing him the game. And I'll say this: whatever you. And I, I'm curious your thoughts on that interception. I, I don't, here's what I said yesterday because somebody was like, "Go ahead and I think it was Lamont said, go ahead and tell me that that's that's the right call." I don't really know that it's the right call. I do know that. They called it an interception on the field. I saw nothing in replay that made me think that that guy didn't just yank the ball out of Brandon Cook's hands. Yeah, I don't know that. Well, here's the thing. I, I think that Cook's had it and was down, but uh, when I the more you look at it, there's no way to prove that because there's the slimmest chance that he got the ball away from him before he hit the ground or while it was still moving, so it wasn't a catch yet. So there's no way you can overturn that. No. I don't know if it was the right call, but I know that what once they called that on the field, there was not a single That's angle. That's what I said. There they, was not a single angle that you could look at and say, oh, we, you have to overturn that. And if, if you're saying, I saw on the replay, it's obvious. No, it's not. No. Like, no. it's not obvious. On any replay, and, it's not obvious. And I, I love how silly it is that we all sit here and argue over a replay that we can all see the same thing. And certain people are like, oh, that's clearly a catch and, yeah. a, now, and if, he's down. I, no, I don't it's know. not clear anything. I feel like I, I feel like sometimes these refs have access to maybe some cameras that we don't. Is maybe. That, but 
I, I, there's nothing that I could see that made me say that it, it wasn't a, an interception. And Brandon Cook, I know, I know the dude. Apparently, his head got bounced off the the, the turf. But like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't that, know how that, to say that this any nicer. You got to hold on to the free. That wasn't ball. on. To, that wasn't on Deshaun. Well, it's not, and I, I don't really hold that against Deshaun in what I was talking about yesterday. Because I'll say this: Deshaun also threw a ball that. But nine times out of ten is intercepted. Right. That went through his hands and and landed, you know, like right in his receiver's hands. And that goes, whoa! Look what I found. Yeah, yeah. So the the interception streak was going to end one way or another yesterday. The way yeah. he was playing. So I, I uh, but Deshaun, there were the other thing that I saw yesterday that I hadn't seen in a while, and I thought he'd really improved on it. Was everything was really slow to develop, and it. it it, it was taking him longer to get the ball out of his hands. It was taking him longer to make decisions. He was do, doing the ball pat thing right. in, instead of in, instead of he looked unsure of himself. Now a lot of that may just be the fact that, especially after Cooks went out, you're you're down to a bunch of guys you haven't practiced. That's with. fair, but um, but he did look. I, I I just don't think he played very well yesterday. I thought he had a real good chance to make up for the whole thing. Well, when you get zero points in the second half. Then, then your quarterback has something to do with that. Yeah. There's no way around that. But I do think um, he came so close to pulling that game out. And But, I mean, that, this is what bad teams do. Go look at the Jets. Although I think I, I that had to be intentional in the Jets game, I think right? They, I think they lost that on purpose. Because yeah. that, I, know, I honestly think there's going to be like an investigation into it. You know what that felt like? That felt like when I used to play my kid and I wanted to let him win at Madden. I would blitz in that situation. Yeah, like that's that, that. So he could hit the long touchdown pass. There's no other explanation for that call in that situation than you were trying to throw the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't think Nick Martin had the minus three and a half. But I don't either. I like to think he didn't. Uh, no, I, I, think, only I one, thought there's I thought only that, one explanation for why you would make that snap. <laughs> It's if you uh, if you well, were throwing the game that or incompetence well, and okay you know and I, I think you could definitely that's one where you could say okay that's uh, that's incompetence and it, it's it's frustrating and it's it it's it really sucks for Texans fans that'd have been a nice win and at least if you're five and seven you know there's still just like this glimmer of hope that you might you know you, you might win out which. You know, they're not going to. I, I would, yeah. I, I would be telling you today, get rid of that glimmer of hope. Uh, if they had pulled that game out, I said, you, you, that hope can just go away. They're not winning out. But at least if you're a fan, you have that. But no. So it was, uh, I, I hated seeing it because I, I thought, you know, there, there are some guys out there playing hard. And and now I think my question for you, because early on you were saying, oh, this, this team's so garbage. They're not even close to anything. Do you feel differently about that? than you did earlier in the season? Because I do think there's some guys on this roster that are I have are found useful. a couple other guys that I feel useful. A.J. Moore is one of them, certainly. Uh, A.J. Moore can be on the team. Uh, Terrell Adams can be on the team. Terrell Adams can be on the team. Those are guys that I've found. I'm like, you know what? These are useful players. Um, But that I think that might be the only ones that I've that I've changed my tune <laughs> on. So I... Well, uh, and, and boy, they really missed as much as... Uh, yeah, you know, we talked. One of the things that talked about last week, I thought they'd miss Roby more than Fuller. First half, they really did. I mean, Philip Gaines and Vernon Hargraves are your guys. Oh, that's and, another. Thing. There was a play on Vernon Hargraves where 
I, I mean, it was probably the most blatant pass interference that I've seen in a, in a while. Like he just trucked him. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, I know which play you're talking about. And then he gets up and he's doing the airplane arms, and it's like there, uh, it, there's obviously going to be a flag, and then there was no flag. Was yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah, he 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 got there a good two seconds early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- there was. And I guess the announcer's like, "Well, maybe it was uncatchable." Well, it was uncatchable because yeah, he ran over. It's, him. it's really hard to catch the ball when you're laying on the ground. I will. I'll give the announcer that. Yeah, I, I'll say uh, Adams and and Moore. I, I've certainly come around on. Uh, you know, Keon Crossan when he's on the field is not awful. No. Um, you know, but these are like, I'm I'm not sure how many of those guys. You know, uh, any of those three guys I mentioned, Adams, Crossan, or or Moore, are starters on a good team. Like I, I feel like they can play and they're they're they've got they're useful. Unlike a lot of guys on this team. But I don't know if they're like, if that's if you're a a, a Super Bowl caliber team, are those are, are those one of your top five guys on defense? I don't know if any of them. I think are that. I think if he keeps progressing the way he is, I think Adams is. Uh, he actually I saw a stat somewhere since uh, he he started playing, he leads the league in tackles. Okay, and I mean he he's he's made Zach Cunningham look better too. So I mean I I feel better about that particular group now. I mean I'm, you're stuck with Cunningham, so you got to live with it. Yeah. But he's played better since he's had Adams next to him. So I think you're you're okay there. Uh, and and I think offensively, I mean I know it's you know, QT against the Colts. He's going to have a big game. Yeah. I picked him up for fantasy for that reason. If he can do some of that against somebody else, that might help you next year with whatever decisions you make with your receivers because. Of course, you know he's got to stay healthy, but I mean, if, if it, it's also nice to see him actually perform. Did you, that, did you feel like there was going to be more tight end involvement yesterday? Yeah, and there there was almost none. I, I mean, I think Aikens caught a ball, maybe two, uh, and they missed Warring in the end zone. Yeah, I don't know if Fells even got targeted. Like he was targeted once. It, yeah, I just thought that that was going to be a key to their success, and. I mean, mind I didn't think Chad Hansen even existed. So I yeah, I didn't know where he came from. So I guess, uh, and the other thing I saw them using Duke Johnson out of the backfield. There was no, I don't think there was anything like he didn't break anything big, but just giving showing that threat I think is helpful. Um, but the truth of it is, it feel yesterday was one of those days where the and I don't this. I don't know if this is on the defense or not. I mean, I mean, it's cer- certainly part of it is, but certainly part of it's on Deshaun. Philip Rivers outplayed Deshaun yesterday, and Philip Rivers has a, a freaking busted toe that needs surgery, and somehow he outplayed Deshaun yesterday. That's that can't happen, and because Deshaun at this point of his career is a much better player than Philip Rivers. So whether you want to blame Deshaun, whether you want to blame the Texans defense for letting Phillip Rivers be better, whether you want to blame the offensive line, whoever it is, that can't happen when you play this team. See, I, like, it's got to be other stuff that beats you besides Phillip Rivers. Besides, you've got to, you have to win the quarterback battle and then some other stuff has to go your way. I kind of felt, though, that if you told me, hey, they're going to get 24 points out of the Colts offense, you should be able to win. You really should at least be in the game. And they were in the game, but... Uh, I, especially the second half where when your defense played about as well in that second half as you could hope for. 
I mean, they 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 didn't give up any points. The only points were were the safety the offense gave up, and you know that to me is kind of on your on your offense and on Deshaun Watson. And it kind of reminded me of the Browns game a little bit, where it just you know it was an ugly game. You got to find a way to ugly that out, and they almost did. But I've got one more complaint about the Texans on the other side. I want to see if you agree with me, but I, okay. I think there's another part of the game that we're not talking about that's really needs to improve uh and they 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 kind of got lucky on it yesterday but i I don't know how much longer that's going to last so we'll talk about that on the other side all right so blitz on espn 97.5 92.5 all this is heisman trophy winner and college football hall of fame mike rozier and you're listening to espn 97.5 is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. H-Town Lowdown says, My biggest issue, I felt like they called it a pick so they could look at replay and not force Indy to use their second challenge. Then clearly couldn't change the call on the field. Boy, that's a lot of thought to go into that <laughs> yeah. on the spot. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, listen. I think they saw the play, and then they saw they they see a Colt come up with the ball in his hands, and they say, "Well," and more often than not, they're going to call it that way, and you know because it's easier to overturn that most of the time. So, what was the other thing you wanted to? Uh, um, special teams continues to be horrendous. There were. It felt like every time they punted to the Colts they, or kicked off, it could easily be run back. And there was a couple penalties on the Colts and a couple of them that were kind of ticky-tack. Yeah, there was the – Hines had two long runs, I guess. Taken away from them. And it's like it, that stuff's going to bite you eventually. And we are, you already know what I think about the kicker. I, I, I mean, I think he, it's, it's a joke. Uh, but you've got a good punter, but your, your coverage is just terrible. And, you know, that they had been good at that was one thing they had gotten good at last year. And they've yeah. been pretty good this year, uh, but they weren't yesterday. And they did get bailed out a couple times. That's so. something that has to be. But, like, you, you, good teams can't have that that poor of special teams. Well, I, I think what part of the problem is, and I'm not defending them, is that a lot of guys who've been playing special teams all year are now having to start. Well, that's that's probably true. And, you know what? You're right. You know, like, like Keon Crossan is having to play now. And he he's been a special teams ace for him, but uh, but no, that wasn't good yesterday. So, uh, flimsy cherry Hanson's the next coming of Adam Thielen. I don't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bet on that. Uh, well, would not bet on that. He's white. Lamont said, and I read this during the break. The Texans should sit Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy, but. Uh, this guy's had two blown ACLs in his career. You've got literally nothing to play for. Like, what's the? And someone said, "Well, no one will watch the games if they sit him." Who cares? It's not like the Texans get paid by their ratings. If I mean, you know, the, the, he's going to be in a whole new offense next season. 
You you don't need to see him develop anymore. You, you know you know what you've got. Protect the asset because as bad as we're saying this team is, imagine if something happens to him in these last few games, and he's he's on the shelf to start next season. Like it's we we talked about what it would take to turn this thing back around. It's there's not even a point in discussing it if you don't have that guy. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, he, he might be all that separates I, I, his team from being Jacksonville. No, and I, I, I mean, I, I get all, all those points, and they're all fair. I just also kind of feel like, dude, you're paying this guy an awful lot of money to be your quarterback. Let him get out there and play. And if I'm a player, I want to be out there. Now we get to week sixteen, week seventeen, it might be a different story, especially if you get some offensive linemen hurt. But, I mean, if you had a young quarterback that you wanted to kind of develop, then I could certainly see doing it now. But A.J. McCarron's not that. Nope, he's pretty well-paid backup. Hey, so, bro, go earn some of this money. But somebody says he still has a chance at MVP. I, I don't think he does. Not on a, a losing team. team. From a, a guy from a losing no, team? No, that'll, that'll never happen. Stop it. I mean, it, the only reason to do it is so that, you know, you'll look up at the end of the year and say, wow, look at the season he had numbers-wise. Yeah. And is that, you know, he's got no chance to win the MVP. But if you're like if you're if you're the Falcons, do you sit Matt Ryan? I mean, you're kind of in the same boat, right? Well, except Matt Ryan is he's you're not signed to Matt Ryan for the next 5 years. I think he's got like two more years on his deal at least. I mean, he's still your quarterback unless you trade him. Yeah. And if he gets hurt, you got no trade value. No, you're right. So, oh, I'd, I'd consider it. Yeah, and I'm glad you says nobody's watching now. I have to watch. I have to write yeah. about it. But but if you're like an Eric Bieniemy and you see Watson go out there and his leg leg explodes over the next couple of weeks and you know he's on the shelf for the first eight games to start the next season, or I've got a healthy Justin Herbert who spent the entire last part of the season developing, does that influence your decision at all? Um, knowing that you have a guy with leg injuries now are a common thing as a history. Well, I don't know that two and five years makes them common. But if he's going to miss eight games, you know, that's – it might go into your thinking. Oh, I'm hearing a lot of a lot of smoke around the enemy being here. Yeah? Yeah. So I, I don't know how, you know, how much there is to that. I'm not, I'm not doing non-pedo Texans reporting here. I'm just hearing <laughs> – I'm hearing a lot of stuff about there is extreme mutual interest. So – Matt Ryan is tied to the Falcons through 2023. Yeah, so maybe you do that. D, uh, Dita says the Chargers job will be more attractive than the Texans after this season. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but and we never got around to that. Yet, but the, uh, but last the Chargers week. are still in. A, they they still have a quarterback that they want to continue to get game reps. They want him to develop. Yeah, yeah, and I know he looks good, but you don't just say, "Oh." We suck. We got to sit our rookie QB because we ain't winning. No, no, that's I mean, a, that, he's got to play, and, and and he also doesn't have an injury of a major or a history of major injuries. Yeah, I I just you know I I think I would at least couch it as like a hamstring strain or something. That's fine, you know that yeah, and, and just do it that way because you don't want to make it look like the dude just quit either. Well, this wouldn't be a this wouldn't be a him decision, and it wouldn't be a Romeo decision. It would have to come from up but, higher than that. Well, it would because Romeo's not going to be the guy to yeah. say, you know, he he's trying to. I mean, this would literally need to be a Cal McNair decision. Yeah, yeah. and he he's not. It's a waste. He's not making any decisions, so let's not even bother. 
But um, yeah, I'm 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 not as salt. And, and actually, we, we were going to get to this last week, and we never did. Where Keyshawn was saying that uh, he thought the Texans' job was the best available coaching job. Is that oh, okay? I think the Chargers is a better uh, a better gig. Uh, because you've got Justin Herbert on a rookie deal for the next four years. And it, it, I mean, well, I, it's I, been one year, but he sure looks like the real deal, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And I, I think there's more. There's more. You've got a Bosa. You've got Melvin Ingram. I mean, you've you've got yeah. some real talent. Well, well there. let's 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 hear Keyshawn. The number one spot on the board is the Houston Texans. If that spot becomes available, because Romeo Cornell is there right now, so it is open, and I'm sure it's going to be available. Deshaun Watson. You, you got your quarterback in the fold on a nice deal that's long-term. They got some pieces at the wide receiver position, although Fuller did uh, get suspended on PEDs here recently. But having a great season. He was having a good season. He, Wonder so why. You, well, stop. <laughs> Sorry. When you start to look at it, I got the quarterback. I got the quarterback. And J.J. Watt has a few more years left in him. You keep him in the fold. You get a guy in there in a division that I think is winnable. The Indianapolis Colts will probably be moving on from – Phillip Rivers, so they'll have a quarterback issue. You look at Jacksonville, they're trying to rebuild in the division. And you look at what the Tennessee Titans are. I don't think the Tennessee Titans are home run beaters. They certainly have a formula with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback and, and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis at the receivers and a defense that's solid but not great. They're going to be around, hovering around in the division a lot. But you can win if you're the Houston Texans. It gets very, very interesting coming down a pipeline here over the next four to five games. I disagree with him about you've got some weapons at wide receiver. I think you've got some guys at wide receiver. Uh, you've got a bunch of number twos. And if you want Will Fuller to come back, you're, he's gonna ha- you're going to have to pay the hell out of him. Uh, uh, does, J.J. doesn't have yeah, a couple more years. He's got, well, he said several more years, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he's got one more year. Maybe. If you decide to keep him for one more year, and then if you want him beyond that, you've got to pay him? Absolutely not. So I think maybe Keyshawn doesn't have all the workings of it. And, it, yeah, you have Deshaun for the next several years, but he's no longer on that team-friendly deal. If you If you told me, if they'd fired Bill O'Brien two or three years ago, before Deshaun was paid, when DeAndre Hopkins was still here, I think it would certainly have been the best job available. But it's it's not that now. Justin Herbert looks like he looks like Deshaun Watson looked as a rookie. I mean, he looks like he's the real, except without a torn ACL. Uh, he, he's the real deal. Not so much yesterday. Well, okay. So, but yeah, I listen. I I, I the one thing that I would disagree with about it being a better job you're gonna have to deal with pat Mahomes and the chiefs every single that's year true. for a long time that's true and you know now most coaches will think well i'm good enough I well to win a super bowl that. you're gonna have to do that anyway and presumably yeah. whoever you but hire you'd rather not have coach, to yeah, rather you're thinking not, about a super bowl you know, you'd rather not have to play him twice a year though sure um and I, I that's one thing that i think makes this attractive that's the one thing i think Keyshawn was right about it's a weak division yeah, yeah, because Jacksonville is well, it's a weakish. I mean, it's got two teams. It, it really, it's got three franchises almost every year that are in the playoff hunt. Yeah, this year's an exception. There's two, but normally three of these four teams are good, and either the Texans are awful or the Jags are awful. But usually, three of the four are in the mix. And although, yeah, you know, I mean, none of those teams are 
I think legitimate Super Bowl, Super Bowl I don't either. Uh, Tennessee on if, is the closest. If things break right, but who knows? But I then mean, again, they, then look what happened to them egg. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that that would be the only thing, and 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 a lot of it's going to come down to um, who. Who you know, like, and and obviously Eric Bieniemy is going to be the biggest name that, that's thrown out there, and he's probably going to have his choice of jobs. Although I don't, I don't know about that. I'm sure there's still some owners like eh, I don't know. Uh, but if he he does have his choice, well, does, I mean, does he want to go up against Andy Reid twice a year? I mean, do we, I mean do any of us know that Eric Bieniemy is a good coach? Well, no, we don't. But I, we know Eric Bieniemy's worked with a really. He we know he's worked with a, a really good coach for a while. I, I mean, I like. I think he can probably coach, but he's no, never but, proven but, it. It's a it's a guess. But that's it's always a guess. I mean, unless you're hiring a proven coach who's won the Super Bowl and who won consistently, which nobody ever gets to hire, right? Bill Belichick was a guess. Yeah, because he was he was basically a one year playoff coach in Cleveland. Uh, so you know. The only thing, what you look at, and I've been saying all along, and somewhere we'll get to this probably later in the week, but we, we had a list of potential GM candidates, and I've been saying, man, it'd be nice to get in on this team. The good news is is they're all like Ravens, Steelers, uh, Seahawks, yeah. Saints, Chiefs. And, yeah, I keep seeing John Dorsey's name. Why, why did he get fired by the Browns? Because the Browns were in a hurry. They thought things were going to happen immediately. Just kind of curious. Had no patience because his one year there, they, other than Baker, who I think was not a, a great choice, he's turned out okay. He's turned out to be okay. But D- Dorsey put a lot of good pieces in place. He so. really did. I'm just surprised to see that. So. Yeah, they're they're boneheads. Uh, all right, I got to tell you guys about hoops. ProDunkHoops.com. That's where you go if you want to find the best basketball goals in the whole wide world. Uh, these Pro Dunk goals manufactured exclusively by Hoop Sporting Equipment, and they're the best goals that you're ever going to find. Thickest steel of any goal on the market, 75% thicker than the, uh, the the best brands in the big box stores, in fact. And a tempered glass backboard so strong, if it breaks or cracks for any reason, they'll replace it for free. They've got they've all got a rust armor finish. Uh, thir- I mean, 30 years maintenance-free, perfect for the Gulf Coast weather down here. And they're all adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with a turn of a handle. They've got a design to fit your home, your backyard, your driveway. They've got a fully portable version if you've got a really uh, uppity, HOA, uh, you don't have you don't have to worry about that. Just roll that bad boy into the garage or the backyard, whatever. Uh, get your new hoops goal today. Any age can play on these things. It really is beautiful. See them all at ProDunkHoops.com. That's ProDunkHoops.com or give them a call. 281-351-9822 for ProDunk Hoops. I'm the definition of a bandit. I don't need no molly to be savage. But when I'm on the molly, I feel savage. And my girl, the definition... This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. One other thing kind of wanted to get to from yesterday um you know what i don't know i think i'm texting out but uh uh but looking at oh david johnson what why is he still here because well and this you know someone was asking me what's changed since o'brien left why is the offense so much better since o'brien left and the first thing i said was 
they no longer you like it's not a guarantee that they're going to run in standard downs anymore. Right, right. When Bill O'Brien was here, it, it, they were run when they were running David Johnson in standard downs, second eleven second every and time. Yep, because. He wanted to show that this wasn't as bad of a trade as you thought it was. He wanted to show that there was value in David Johnson. And now that we all, like Romeo knows what we all know, David Johnson has no juice. So they don't feel the need to run on first down every play. They, they don't need, like if it's second and six, no, they're, probably, they're probably throwing the ball. Like there's not, there's not this, this feel like, oh, I know we can't run, but we've got to run uh, because David Johnson can't run. So I, I'm um I, I think that's one of the biggest factors that that with David Johnson I think another, I mean I think they've used the tight ends more in, until yesterday and I think that Desha- they've they've put in more plays for Deshaun to get the ball out fast until yesterday yesterday was just it, in a game where it was, it was a close, regression it was a regression it, it was a close game and and there's some things you can take away that go okay we'll take that. It, there was also a lot that I didn't like about yesterday's game, more more than some of the other losses, in fact, that the Texans have had. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's I hate to I hate to dwell on the fact that they had a chance to win the game, but okay, finish. Yeah, I mean that's I know that's asking a lot, but finish the game for once. Uh, let's. Uh, Charles wants to weigh in on the Texans. Let's 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 get a little Texans here to end the hour, and then we'll move on. What's up, Charles? Hello, Charlie. Hello? Hey, sports, man. Hey, me and my friend were having a discussion turned into an argument. In the last 15 years, what, what do y'all think the best offense was? I was saying the Packers or Steelers. He was saying Cowboys. He's a diehard Cowboys fan. He's one of those Cowboys fans that live in the 90s still. Uh, what do y'all think? I mean, the nineties okay. were more than fifteen years ago, so it's certainly not the cow. I have the Cowboys made the playoffs in fifteen years, once. It, and you guys argue over that kind of stuff. Okay. I, I, I mean, if you're <laughs> saying which franchise over the last fifteen years has consistently had the best offense, it's probably the Packers. Like they, yeah, they, if, the, if the, Packers, just, the if Packers you, are pretty. But if good you're talking about one offs, then it would have been it's the 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 Chiefs. The the Chiefs or the uh, greatest show on turf Rams. Even that's over. That's over twenty years ago yeah, now. It is. So, yeah. I, no offense, but I'd find something else to. Yeah, get you guys argue over. about weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very strange. I mean, there was and, there was a couple uh, Brady Patriot offenses that were wild. The well, year, the, the year that he had the eighteen Randy Moss. and zero year when they had Randy Moss. Uh, yeah. the, the, you know, the Broncos. Not their last year with Peyton. Well, the the year he broke the, all the records. Yeah, those yeah. they had a pretty wild offense. So, uh, Jason says thanks. I, I think the team is a running back and a few defensive players away from being a good team. No juice at all. I, I I've been saying this all along. Now it depends on who they hire, because I do believe. Well, first off, you, the whole running back crew, get rid of them. Yeah, okay. uh, I, even Duke Johnson, like Duke Johnson, yeah. he he fine day yesterday. But Duke Johnson's not, not an answer. Not, Duke Johnson didn't really do. I mean, he had a few catches, but he's not worth five million a year. You'd no. be paying him next year. Nope. You can save that five point one five. David Johnson, bye. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you can get you can get running backs almost anywhere. That's that's why I can't believe they they spent all the draft capital on these guys because you can find even the third round you can get good running backs. So of course, 
you know, that's all they've got is third round picks. But yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, again, if, if you magically made me GM for the year, then all these running backs are gone. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sign some low price veterans. I'm going to invest some draft capital on, in that. And I'm cleaning out the Nick Martins of the world. And Zach Fulton can play center. I'm going to find a guard. What's the cap? What's the cap penalty if you you boot Nick Martin? Um, you save six point two five million. Your dead money is two point five. Oh yeah. <laughs> Inject him with the Wuhan flu, right? Yep. Um, yeah. These okay. So we'll leave JJ out of this. But these are the guys that you can save a bunch of money with next year. And you tell me how much you'd miss them. David Johnson. We None. already talked about him. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you could save twelve million with. What's a dead cap on him? Zero. See, I feel like Brandon Cooks is still kind of useful, though. Yeah, I kind of like him still. I, I, and you you traded a, uh, you traded a second round pick for him. I, I, I say know. you keep Brandon Cooks because he's not he's not useless. And you traded a second round pick for him, get at least more than one year out of him. Would you rather have him at twelve million or Will Fuller at twelve million? Will Fuller, okay, because you if you could sign Will Fuller for twelve million. Of Cook's money, I don't think Will Fuller is going to cost twelve million. Though I think he's going to go for more than that. He ain't going to go for Hopkins' money, no. But he's going to go for more than twelve. Okay, Nick Martin, we've already mentioned. No. Uh, Bernardrick McKinney should already be cut. No use for him. Seven million that you save, and uh, you only got one point five in dead yep, cap gone. Um, Zach Fulton, you could save three million. No, uh, if you could get rid of Nick Martin, but you I, no, I, I think I keep Zach Fulton and move him over to center, and then just. And, and maybe you keep Calamete and you hope that uh, uh, Sharpen continues to develop and you don't lose a thing there. But that's about it. That's where you can get your big money. Um, and, you know, if QT proves himself down the stretch, you already, you're stuck with Randall Cobb. Do you, you know, maybe if you do sign Fuller, then you do let Cooks go. But there's some money there that you can play with. But I still think the number one priority they have to go out and sign the best corner that will come sign here. Agreed. And if they can do that. And they need a pass rusher. Yeah, and you're probably going to need another one because. Yeah, because you assume J.J. is not going to be here forever. Yeah. So, uh, and you're not going to find pass rushers in the third round. No, you're not. At least not guys who can carry your roster. But that's why it would have been nice to trade J.J., you know, for a second. And then you'd have a couple, you know, maybe you had a couple second rounders you could have packaged and and moved up. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what the market will be for JJ in the off season because in the end he's probably going to wind up with what eight or nine sacks. That's not. I mean, he's playing pretty I think, well. Well, I do think when you look at the defense that he's in, what he do like he stands out on film. Yeah, like when you watch the film, you say, "Wow, there's." There's one thing that basically causes any and all disruption at the line of scrimmage, and it's that guy. Yeah. Like, nothing else happens at the line of scrimmage. Not, there's no other havoc create, which is the college term, but, like, getting back into the backfield, and, and, and like, it, no one else does it, especially if they're not blitzing. No one else does it. Yeah. So I, I think that teams will look at that and go, you know what, there's value to him, but it's a, it's a rental, you know? That's why I think it would have been best to move him at this last trade deadline, which it's it's obviously water under the bridge, but right, um, you know, I think you would have gotten the most for him then. Yeah, and uh, you know, who knows though? Maybe you get close to the draft and somebody sees him as the one piece that they need, and you're yeah. able to get a 
you know, it only takes one person to fall in love. But, uh, um, and you know what's up says, I think the Texans O-line would be better with a good O-line coach. Devlin is horrible. I've been saying that ever since he's yeah. been here. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that, that – that is the thing I'm looking forward to most in the offseason is getting guys in here who can actually coach. And I, you know what? I don't know that Anthony Weaver has done a horrible job. I know the defense isn't good, but they have gotten better as the season's gone on. But I'd clean out everybody. All right, I got to tell you guys about my friends at Allstate Windows and Siding. Uh, my new windows are in. They are looking great. And I'm telling you, I can like I can feel as it's getting cold, I can feel the difference between last winter and this winter in some of these rooms in my house cuz you know my downstairs is 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 all uh, hard surface floors. I can feel the difference in my bathroom. I can feel the difference. So it it, it is making a difference and you're going to save up to 40% on your energy bill, but they do look absolutely amazing. And of course, the the one downside is now my wife wants to uh, they she wants to renovate the entire house, so that's the the next on my list. But uh, all state all state windows and siding, I can't recommend them more highly. They do a great job, and they're great people to work with. Military discounts, senior discounts, cash discount, first responder discounts, uh, they do it all. Four generations, they've been family owned and operated. 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936. Or check them out online. AllstateSidingAndWindows.com. ESPN 97.5.